Welcome to the Undone Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more content and additional information, please visit IamUndone.com where you will find our online store, regular blog updates, and how to become a partner of the podcast. Now let's jump right into today's episode. Well, welcome into another episode of the Undone Podcast. We're so glad to have you joining me again today. Hey, this is episode number 10. One zero. We have reached double digits. Very cool. God has done some amazing things so far through this podcast, and I know we're really just beginning the journey. And just once again, I always want to take an opportunity to thank you for listening. Um, thank you for being a part of this. It's it's really um, an honor of mine to do this, to record these episodes, and just share what God has on my heart. And so it means a lot that you would take your time and listen and see what God would say to you. And I just pray that you're doing well. I pray that whenever you're listening to this, that you feel the presence of God in your life and that you've been encountering Him maybe in some new ways through what God has been teaching us here on these previous episodes and what He's going to teach us today. And what I want to talk about today is simply from a thought that I've been reading um, for the past couple of days in the book of Luke. And really what I want to talk about is treasuring the things that God does in our life. And I think um, for me personally, what has been um, coming alive in my heart as far as a realization is that a lot of times when God does something in my life, I thoroughly enjoy that moment. I thoroughly enjoy that encounter or visitation or revelation or word or uh, the hearing of His voice or whatever it may be, an encounter of His presence in a powerful service. But what I find is I'm very quick to move on to the next thing. And it's almost like, God, thank you so much for meeting me here. Now what's next? And what I saw in the book of Luke is that Mary had a very different approach. And in chapter 2 and in chapter 3, it says uh, the same little phrase. And I think it's a phrase that will be key to us as we continue to encounter the Lord in new ways, as we continue to grow in revelation, as we continue to uh, just feel an increased level of His presence on our lives, that here's what it says. It says that, Basically, once once Jesus was born, um, we know that the angels visited the shepherds in the field as an announcement. And it says that those shepherds went to find Jesus. And when they found him, they worshiped him in awe and wonder. And they shared with everyone uh, what they had encountered with those angels. And it says everyone who heard the shepherd's story was astonished by what they were told. So everyone was in wonder. Everyone was in amazement and astonishment. But in verse uh, 19 of chapter 2, it says, But Mary treasured all these things in her heart and often pondered what they meant. So here was Mary who knew that you know she had a visitation from an angel that said she would be the mother of the Savior of the world, the mother of the Messiah. And, and, you know, obviously that had happened. And then, you know, to me, it's like, okay, this amazing thing happened. These angels came and told me that I would, uh, you know, 
the Holy Spirit would descend upon me and I would be with child and I would give birth to the Messiah. And all that has happened to me. That's that's the pinnacle. That is the huge summit. That That's the moment that, you know, that she would be amazed by. And yet she continues to be amazed by God. And, and I think that's a key here is that she continues to have eyes that are open to see the miracles that God is doing in her life. And so now these shepherds have an encounter with an angel and they come and tell her about it and she's amazed once again. But her response is different than everyone else's. And let me tell you something. We can all get ourselves into a sanctuary. We can all get ourselves into a Sunday morning crowd or Wednesday night crowd and a prayer service or whatever the... um, setting may be, we can all get fired up by the same encounter that we receive. We can all get fired up when someone shares what God is doing or saying in that moment. But here's the key. The key is what we do with that moment, what we do with what we've been told, what we do with what we've encountered. And it says that everyone was astonished, but Mary treasured all these things in her heart and often pondered what they meant. And what the Lord is teaching me um, here in this recent season in my life, and I believe what He's showing me here in the book of Luke, is that we are to be stewards or managers of the things that He gives us. And to steward something does not mean just to not mess it up. To steward it means to... to uh, just to really get your hands on it and to to keep the thing at work and to to allow it to go deeper and to allow it to grow. Um, you know, if you're a steward of what God gave you, as we know by the parable of the, of the talents, it's not just to keep what He gave you, but it's to grow what He gave you. And you know, when God encounters us, when God whispers to us, when God's presence uh, comes over us, we are to treasure those things in our heart and to often ponder what they might mean. And when everyone else enjoys the same uh, encounter or, or the same moment of worship, and everyone else goes on to their normal life, I want to challenge you and I that we treasure those things in our heart. We treasure why, God, did you visit me today? What is it that you're wanting to show me? What is it? And we ponder on those things. And we've got to learn how to go deep in the things that He is uh, bringing us into. Because, you know, we could experience a, you know thousands of different things at a shallow level, or we can allow God to take us really deep in a few different things. And I would rather go really deep in a few different things than shallow on thousands of different things. I know that may be foreign language to you or something, but here's here's what I'm saying is that when God encounters us, He is He's not just encountering us for a moment, for a feeling, you know, for for this this uh, emotional moment in His presence. And I believe I love those moments. I love when I just weep in His presence. But there's a reason He's encountering in us in that moment, and it is up to us to treasure those things in our heart and to begin to ponder on those things. And here's what I believe pondering really looks like is that we begin to dialogue with the Lord. Do you know that God wants to speak to us? God, The very first thing God does in the Bible is speak. <laughs> God speaks to creation, and then God begins to speak to man once He creates man. Listen, God wants to speak to us. And by speaking, it's not just a one-sided thing. He wants to dialogue with us. And here's what I'm learning. And I heard someone share this recently 
that really challenged me. And they said, you know, God has been doing this specific thing in their life. And he said, I've been dialoguing with the Lord for over a year on this one subject. Wow. I've been dialoguing with the Lord on this one subject for over a year. Now, obviously, there's other things the Lord is doing in his life during that time. But there's this one thing that God is revealing things on. And I believe, you know, God gives us whispers. And it's what we do with those whispers that uh, allows us and, and positions us to hear the next thing that he wants to say, perhaps even on that same subject. You know, I believe it's Bill Johnson that said, everything in the kingdom comes as a seed form. Everything in the kingdom comes as a seed form. And what we do with that seed determines the amount of growth that that seed will have in our lives. And so for us to properly steward what He wants to do in our life, I believe our position needs to be that we treasure those things in our heart and we ponder on them often. You know, when we have these quiet moments, do we reach for our phones and get on Facebook and see what everyone else is pondering on or, or, or whatever, what everyone else is dialoguing on? Or do we take that quiet moment and just dialogue with the Lord and just throw some things back to Him and say, God, I thank you so much for showing me this. Now I ask that you give me more revelation on that. Or God, thank you so much for visiting me in that service Sunday. And I ask that you continue to show me what you would have me do with this increased level of presence in my life. You know, one of the things that kind of shifted my season, if you will, here recently is a visitation I had uh, by His presence in one of our Sunday morning services when I was uh, preaching. This was in the fall of last season, and God visited me in a strange way where I had a manifestation of His presence in my leg, and my leg began to shake uh, very quickly, or, or, you know, it was a tremble, I guess you would say, and God used that to open the door to heal some people. But I knew it was more than that. I knew God was was showing me something about that visitation. And I've just been dialoguing with Him. I, I journaled on it. I, I wrote it down, you know, the things that happened. And, and just really put it in a sense of not trying to explain what happened. Not trying to say why it happened. But knowing that God was inviting me personally. And obviously the the... Uh, the body of Christ as a whole, into an increased level of His presence. And, and I knew that that was not the pinnacle of, of what He was doing, but simply the invitation and the open door of what He was doing. And it's what we do with those type of moments that I believe determines how far we go in these encounters and in, in, in His presence and in intimacy and in revelation and understanding and knowledge and wisdom of who He is, of what He's saying and what He's doing in our lives. And we can't just let these moments come and go, that we take them with us. We take them back into the secret place. You know, here's what I believe, that public relates to private. And private relates back to public. And what do I mean by that? That what God does uh, in the secret place to you will be revealed in the public. And, And so what I'm saying is, you know, our reward, the Bible says, of what we do 
in the secret place will be given to us in public. And so when you see men of God moving in great power, when you see men of men and women of God uh, moving in the things of the Spirit, that's because of what they've been doing in the secret place. But here's what I also want us to understand is that when God does something in us in a corporate setting, that the responsibility then is for us to take that thing back to the secret place and say, God, what are you wanting to show me in this? I'm treasuring this thing in my heart. I'm treasuring this thing in the deepest places of who I am. And I want to ponder on this. I don't want this thing to go. I want to dialogue with you. God, what are you showing me? What are you inviting me into? What are you asking me to be open to that maybe I wasn't open to before? And that really leads me to this second occurrence, uh, which actually is still in chapter 2. I think I said chapter 3 earlier, but it's the very end of chapter 2 where uh, Jesus, as Mary and Joseph and and the whole, they call them an entourage here in the Bible, their whole group, uh, a caravan, I believe some translations say, were traveling back to their hometown. Um, they realized after a whole day of traveling that Jesus was not with them. And so they went back uh, to Jerusalem and found that Jesus was still in the synagogues, in the temple, uh, dialoguing with the rabbis and the teachers. And they asked him, you know, why, what's going on? Why are you here? You know, what's what's happening? And And so, you know, they were basically scolding him saying, uh, you know, why did you make a search for you? And Jesus' response was, why would you need to search for me? Didn't you know that it was necessary for me to be here in my father's house, consumed with him? Now here, check this out. It says, Mary and Joseph didn't fully understand what Jesus meant. Here's what, I, here's what we need to know and understand is that we are not going to understand a lot of the things that God does in our lives. A lot of the things that the Holy Spirit whispers to us, a lot of the presence encounters that we have, we are not going to understand them. But watch what Mary did as a good steward of of what Jesus said. So she didn't understand what he said, but then it says this, His mother treasured Jesus' words deeply in her heart. Can we treasure the things that we don't understand? That's the question I feel for us today is do we treasure even the things that we do not understand? Because here's what I definitely know, that if we have to understand everything that God does, we are not going to go very deep into what He has for us. And, and Bill Johnson says it this way, there's a reason that our walk with the Lord is called the faith. Because it, and, and it's not called the understanding. Because a lot of what God wants to do and will do in our lives is going to require faith to go into. If we truly believe the scriptures that say, No eye has seen, no ears, uh, no ear has heard, and no mind can know what God has in store for them, that means there's going to be some unseen, unheard, unknown things that God begins to show us or invite us into. And it is our ability to treasure those things as well and steward them well that will determine how deeply He'll take us into those things. Because if we have to understand everything that He does, we are not going to go very far. And so that may be a little bit conflicting to you because, you know, you see the Apostle uh, Paul in his letter to the Ephesians begins to pray for the saints at Ephesus and says, God, I pray that you would increase them in wisdom and understanding. 
But here's how it works, is that we encounter Him in what we do not understand, and we allow Him to begin to give us that wisdom and understanding and revelation. You see, if everything was out in the open and known, it would require nothing on our behalf to seek the Lord. And what He wants, actually the Bible says that His eyes roam to and fro for those who would seek Him diligently. And so He's looking for people who would seek Him. And so it is the people who are willing to wait. It is the people who are willing to linger and study and pray and rest in Him that He's going to begin to show us the mysteries of His kingdom. And mysteries are not things that will never be known. Come on, you ever watch that creepy show, Unsolved Mysteries? Those are things that will probably never be known. But mysteries in the kingdom means things that are not hidden in plain sight. And so God hides treasures in His kingdom, but it's only for those who will go deep into the things of God that He will reveal them to. And as He spoke, as Jesus spoke in parables all throughout the New Testament, the disciples begin to question Him, why do you do this? And basically it comes down to this, that he who has an ear to hear will hear. So those who have postured their lives to really hear what God is saying will hear and eventually understand. And he says it's not for everyone to know the mysteries of the kingdom. But he says it is permitted to you because you are my friends to know the secrets and mysteries of the kingdom. And so what I want you to know that if he calls us his friends and he does, those who are righteous before him, that he wants to reveal to us mysteries of the kingdom. But it is what we do with those seeds and those whispers that He gives to us will greatly determine just how deep we are willing to go. And I believe it's a reason, one of the reasons that people settle for religious structure and for man-made systems and organizations rather than a true and deep relationship with Christ because it takes the responsibility off of their walk and their relationship. And so you may be asking, what exactly do you mean by that? And here's what I believe the Lord showed me uh, recently is that, you know, often we say people take the path of least resistance. But here's what I believe the, the Lord gave me a little bit additional language on this. And what I believe he said to me is that people actually take the path of least responsibility. And so if religion can hand me a checklist and tell me, do this, do this, don't do this, and don't do this, then all I have to do is check off what they've told me I need to check off, and I'm good. But if this is an actual relationship that requires effort on my behalf and a surrender on my behalf to hear what God is saying and respond well, then there is some responsibility on my behalf. There's no responsibility in just doing the do's and not doing the don'ts. You know, yes, responsibility of behavior, but it's no responsibility of having to position yourself uh, completely reliant upon an unseen God and a God who, who speaks to us on His timeline. That, my friends, is some serious responsibility that I would so position my life to be aligned to His voice that I completely leave it up to Him that says, God, you speak on your timeline I will simply position my life to hear whenever, however, wherever, whenever you want to speak. That is what he's calling us to. And it's only going to happen by a people 
who would treasure what He's doing in our hearts and begin to ponder on those things often. And here's what I would encourage you to do. And I don't tell you this from a position of having really accomplished this at a great level. I feel like I'm just scratching the surface on this. Is that we position ourselves in times of quiet. And we really allow Him to speak. And we don't go to Him just with our with our list of of things that we would love for Him to do. And and I believe He is a Father and He's absolutely a rewarder. And there is things He wants to do for us. But if we allow Him to whisper, then I believe He even will change the desires of our hearts. And that list will even begin to change. And so if we would take some time, you know, I I spend my uh, quiet time in the mornings. And to be honest with you, First thing in the morning, I'm not ready to sit in quiet because I will close them eyes and go right back to sleep. So what I do is I get my coffee, I do a little bit of reading, and I do a little bit of praying just to awaken myself. Um, I pray in tongues and I'll pray, you know, sometimes in English, just depending, but only for a minute. And then I like to take at least a few minutes to just sit in quiet and listen. And it's in those moments that I believe, you know, he begins to whisper. And I I might not even begin to hear a specific thing, but it's in those moments of just quieting ourselves that I believe he, he begins to shift our hearts in the right direction to take us into those places that he's really wanting to take us into. And so it's this position of rest. Uh, it's this position of quiet and stillness uh, that really positions us to hear what he wants to say. And so uh, to sum this whole thing up, we encounter the Lord. We encounter a revelation in his word. Or, or we're given a prophetic word through someone. Whatever the avenue is, we receive something from the Lord. And what He's wanting to teach us today is that it's what we do with that that greatly determines how much that will grow. Because let's remember this, that everything He gives us is in seed form. So what we do with that seed determines you know, how we treasure that seed, how we water it, how we keep the weeds out of the area, greatly determines how much that seed will grow. And so how do we do that? We do that by pondering on them often. That's what the Bible says Mary did. She treasured these words in her heart and pondered on them often. So let's dialogue with the Lord, which means we speak, but most importantly, we give Him time to speak. And I believe God will take the things that used to seem like the biggest expression of our relationship with Him and use those as simply open doors to take us into what He's really calling us into. And so I encourage you to go deep in this. Just really uh, position your life to hear from Him. Let me leave you with this thought. I remember uh, sitting under a specific preacher at one period in my life and he would always have stories of how God spoke to him, how God encountered him. And, and you know, it, it was just radically more than probably anyone else in our congregation. And he said, you know, people ask me all the time, you know, how do you hear from the Lord? And here was his response. He says, I can't really tell you how. All I can tell you is that I position myself and my life to hear from him. And I believe that is the greatest thing we can learn today is that we would position our lives to hear from Him because we need to know that if He spoke in the beginning that He never changes and He still is a speaking God and He wants to speak to you today. 
So I bless you with that. I encourage you, go deep in it. Let the Lord speak to you. He loves you and He wants to speak with you. Do not let condemnation enter your mind to say you're not good enough, that you can't hear from Him. And when you do hear from Him, remember to treasure those words and ponder on them often. God bless you. Thank you for joining. And I can't wait to see you on the next episode.